Hello there, Atlanta. Welcome back to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We're so glad you're here. In this first segment of the show, our Metro Atlanta residential real estate update for the last seven days. What's happening in the real estate market? There is so much attention on what's happening in the real estate market. We want to make sure and clarify for everybody exactly what's happening. In our Something You Should Know About Atlanta, we've got Cirque du Soleil's Curious, uh, which is here in Atlanta, I believe, from December the 6th through early January. We'll talk about that. And then closing costs, what are they and why do you as a borrower or a buyer sometimes have to pay them? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. Atlanta's on the answer. We help listeners go from real estate novice to expert so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that's typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to f- learn anything at closing or after that you should have learned before. In our Metro Atlanta residential real estate update, we're going to take a look at the last seven days. Why do we take a look at the Metro Atlanta residential real estate market in seven-day slices? Because it helps us understand what's happening with inventory. Is inventory growing? Is inventory shrinking? It helps give us a really good understanding of what's going on in the last seven days. There were 2,743 new listings. 2,743 new listings. There were 1,438 homes that went under contract for that same week. If you do the math, you can see that there were 1,300 or there are 1,300 more homes listed for sale in Metro Atlanta at the end of the last seven days compared to the beginning of the last seven days. There was 2,721 closings. That is good. That almost outpaces the number of new listings and is almost twice as many homes as went under contract in the last week. And listen to this. There were 2,873 homes that had a price decrease. For those buyers who have felt like they've been locked out of the market for the last year, maybe even two years, there are 2,873 home sellers who have raised their hand saying, I might be more interested in selling my home today than I was yesterday. And I think that bodes well for buyer opportunity. Now, more inventories coming on the market. Does that mean the days of sellers being able to get acceptably good, exceptionally good prices for their homes? Does that mean they're over? Not at all. If a seller is listing a home for sale in today's market and it is a good home, it is it looks like it was built in 2022. It, it It is priced correctly, and I don't mean it's priced at a discount. I mean it's priced correctly. Those things still fly off the market, and you still have lots and lots of people who are uh, interested in those homes. So whether you're looking to sell or whether you're looking to buy, today is still a good market, even though the market is changing for sure. In a show that we aired on September the 24th, uh, one that I did with my girlfriend, Tammy Slay, I mentioned that I did not know how Margaret Mitchell, who wrote Gone with the Wind, uh, met her untimely death. Well, so it happens, and we did a little bit more research, and many of you probably already know this, but on August the 11th of 1949, Margaret Mitchell was crossing the street, Peachtree Street as I understand it, on her way to a movie theater when she was struck by a speeding car. 
She suffered extensive internal injuries, including a skull fracture, and unfortunately died five days later. As a native of Atlanta, I was disappointed in myself that I didn't know what the article I was reading meant when it said uh, Margaret Mitchell met her untimely death. So certainly uh, that was not the end to the story that her that she was looking for or her family was looking for. It is, uh, nevertheless, the way the story ended, and it is a, an important part of things you should know about Metro Atlanta. Uh, in our Here's Something You Should Know About Metro Atlanta segment, we're featuring Cirque du Soleil's Curious, which is the cabinet of curiosities under the big top at Atlantic Station. And I've been to this. I think I went to this show a few years ago, if I remember correctly, it is October the 6th, by the way, through December the 24th. At the beginning of the show, I said it was December the 6th through January something. I was off base. It's October the 6th through December the 24th. But from a group of 20 street performers at its beginnings in 1984, Cirque du Soleil is a major Quebec-based organization that provides high-quality artistic entertainment. The company has close to 4,000 employees now including 1,300 artists from more than 50 different countries. Cirque du Soleil has brought wonder and delight to more than 180 million spectators in more than 400 cities over the over 60 countries on six continents. Its mission is to evoke the imagination, provoke the senses, and evoke the emotions of people around the world. It started in a small town near Quebec City in Canada. In the early 80s, a band of colorful characters roamed the streets, striding on stilts, juggling, dancing, breathing fire, and playing, playing music. Um, they were townsfolk. And they were amazing, and the townsfolks were impressed and intrigued by the young performers, including a couple who, including one gentleman named Guy, who actually founded Cirque du Soleil. The show is really amazing. For those of you who have never experienced Cirque du Soleil, I would encourage you uh, to look it up online. Cirque du Soleil, Curious, K-U-R-I-O-U-S, Curious, uh, which is under the big tent or the big top at Atlantic Station in the parking lot next to Atlantic Station, October the 6th through December the 24th. If you are looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we believe we can sell your house for $30,000 more than your neighbor sold their home for. We used to say $28,000. The reality is in today's market, we're noticing even a bigger difference. Number one, you will get a customized maximum value plan. This is available exclusively through Gaddis Group at Remax Center. And it is like an appraisal on steroids, folks. It will help you understand exactly how you need to price your home in order to sell it for the most money possible in today's market, we use predictive pricing. So we actually take all of the data and we, 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 we sift through it and we come up with an idea that says, hey, this is the right pricing strategy for this property. It also comes with an R&R or a rehab and refresh, a rest and relaxation budget. So while you rest and relax, we will get your home ready to sell. And it comes with up to $15,000 in allowance that you can use to improve the condition of your home. If you want more information about how we can help you sell your home for $30,000 more than your neighbor, it's no joke. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can click on sell for $28,000 more. Put in a little bit of information, and we will reach out to you. We just closed on a home in Doraville. A gentleman was a radio caller. He thought he could sell his home for two forty-five, two fifty. dollars uh, We recommended, in his particular case, he did the rehab himself. He funded it himself. He didn't use 
our help to do that, but he went in and basically rehabbed and refreshed the entire home, and I believe our sales price was three hundred and forty-five. Or three hundred fifty thousand dollars. My guess is his budget was probably, in terms of upgrades, was twelve or fifteen thousand dollars, something like that. It makes an amazing difference in today's market to do that. Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on sell for twenty-eight thousand dollars more. Put in a little information. I will reach out to you personally, and I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, if you want to connect with us, go to that same site, gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas with us if you want to. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you um, you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John makes it his mission to guide each homebuyer step-by-step through the entire loan process so they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available. He really just wants you to make the best decisions along the way. He is our preferred mortgage provider. He can be reached by calling 678 678- Two two six seven eight eight seven six seven eight two two six seven eight eight seven. We got a listener question from Thomas in Bethlehem, or I should say, we received a listener question from Thomas in Bethlehem, and it it, it the question is, um, what are closing costs, and why should a seller consider paying them, or a buyer asking for them? We are getting ready to sell and buy a new home, and this topic has come up, and. Um, <laughs> For about two years, sellers paid almost no closing costs. They gave almost no discounts on houses and contributed almost nothing toward the buyer's closing costs. Now, there are some closing costs that are the responsibility of the seller. So as a seller, you have to pay anything that is required for you to be able to transfer good and marketable title to the property. You have to pay HOA dues. You have to pay for an HOA letter. You have to pay for your property taxes. You have to pay the fee to satisfy the security deed, or it's what we call a mortgage in the state of Georgia, and you have to pay to pay off your mortgage. But in today's market, sellers might be better off providing some incentives to encourage a buyer to purchase a property rather than actually reducing the price of the property. So the reality is, Thomas, a seller should consider providing some sort of a discount pricing-wise and possibly some incentives, some contribution toward the buyer's closing cost because it is a way for the seller to get more return for their money. Now, I know that sounds strange. You're thinking, wait a minute, I'm spending money. How do I get a return? Well, if you reduced the sales price of a house $20,000 and a buyer's paying 20%, it only saves the buyer $4,000. If you give the buyer $4,000 toward their closing costs, they might very well be willing to pay a higher price in exchange for those closing costs. The reality is many buyers who have wanted to buy a home over the last few years who needed some help in terms of seller paid closing costs, they were out of luck. If you had an FHA buyer, a VA buyer, a USDA buyer, any of the buyers that had a government-backed loan, they were just pretty much shut out of the market. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really, really glad that the market is starting to balance somewhat. It's not going all the way in favor of the buyers. It's not still all the way in favor of sellers. I'm glad it's starting to balance somewhat because it is so important. So, Thomas, I hope that answers your question. If you have any more questions, 770-497-0000 is the number. We're going to take a quick break. 
When we come back, what's the cost of homeowners insurance and how does natural, how do natural disasters affect it? And what happens if you sell your home and you leave a buyer in the home or you leave the seller in the home? Excuse me, if you buy a home and you leave the seller in the home and the home burns, what happens from an insurance perspective? Stick with us. We've got that and more. We'll be back.